This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. Welcome back, everybody, to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. We are recording from Elder Sun Brewing Company in the Heights in Houston, Texas today, joined by head brewer and owner Robert Fry. Hey, guys. How's it going, Robert? Man, it's going great. Thanks for coming in. Dude, thanks for joining us, man. And so I want I just want to talk about a little bit about the last episode and the confusion with episode numbers. And I kinda I'm kinda tired of episode numbers. And I think for the last two episodes I've said, this is episode 30. <laughs> and both have not been. It was actually 28 and 29. This, I promise you, is actually episode 30. So let there be no confusion. I feel honored. Everybody's going to be searching for episode. That's 30 right. Episode thirty is going to it's a it's a landmark, <laughs> it's a landmark episode, when you when you're, what, ten ten decades or what three decades, of of podcast episodes in. It's that long. It's that long. Oh, that's just, impressive. Man. <laughs> but, you know, Robert opened up his brewery uh, about three months ago, and and I met you the fir- the first time I met you was. I believe it was at the grain at the cellar. Grain cellar. Yeah. Yes, with with uh, with our good friend Preston, mm-hmm. and uh, you had you had some samples with you that day. Yeah, so that was uh, we were still in planning then, so I was still mm-hmm. doing some uh, small batch stuff. Um, I don't even think uh, we had uh, probably just um, just signed the lease here, so we were uh, we were in planning. We were about to start renovation. Renovation took quite a bit longer, so those were touch, those were like small batch stuff that I was trying to work out. Um, uh, I used to live in Kingwood, um, so that's where I met him, and uh, I went to the grain cellar. I had been going to the grain cellar since it swapped over from the previous uh, the mm-hmm. previous shop that was that was that eventually turned into Hopstop, right? Well, yeah, so that was the second part of the hop stop that opened. Yeah. Basically, the building was like yeah. a place where people could hang out away yeah. from the main bar and the yeah. other building. Yeah. So Preston is like my Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Like <laughs> any questions I would have, that's where I would go to. Preston is a lot of people's Obi-Wan, man. He. I mean, he's still, he's, he's a quick dial option on my phone, you know, like anytime I need something. And, and you know, now, now it's kind of a drive head heading up there but even if we need the smallest thing right like um that's typically where i go just because right you got to stay loyal to the people that help you out so yeah no and then that guy's definitely helped a lot of people out. i just had a friend of mine ronnie risner uh sorry ronnie reisner i just learned this a few weeks ago ronnie reisner uh actually brewed his first batch of beer last weekend at the grain cellar with preston what better what a better way to learn yeah, um, uh, he's got a grandfather set up there. Yep, I know multiple people that um, uh, he helped them with a keyser. He helped them learn how to brew yep. and uh, make other 
make other liquids as well. And he's just, super encouraging. Like even when you make bad beer, oh man. I love his his uh, his motto is like, look, at the end of the day, you still have beer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, super encouraging. Yeah. He uh, he will tell you right. Oh yeah, if there's something wrong, which that critique is exactly what you need. Absolutely. Right? But um, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Like I don't have one beer on the board that's. The first time that I've made it, right? I think um, on the board now, uh, the youngest rendition of beer is probably Recipe 12, I think, right? And it's always just small little changes, whether it be water, sure. whether it be trying yeast, when to dry hop, on what day, that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? How long to condition it, and um, and yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, I think uh, on the website and then also in a couple of the articles that I did whenever we were going through the setup for this whole thing, uh, yeah, I mean, I consider him a mentor, right? For sure. In fact, yeah. um, I've, I've asked him numerous times, like, uh, what the heck are you doing not opening a brewery? Like, you have all <laughs> this knowledge, but he likes to teach more than anything. He know? really does, and he's, like, like we've, we've already said, yeah. he is a great teacher, man, and yeah, just a great guy. And if you've, you've never been to his, his shop, it's an, it's an Umble. He just moved a little further down the street on First Street in Umble. Uh, I think it's a better spot. I think it's a great spot. I think he's pretty happy there. And, uh, yeah, go see him. And if anything, just go drink some beer with him. And he, you'll, you'll learn something there, too. Yeah, he and I are planning to possibly do a collaboration here in the next couple of months. Nice. We've been tossing around the idea of maybe doing a Belgian quad. So, Ooh. well, oh. he makes his own sugar for that, right? Well, he doesn't make his own sugar. I don't know what he does, right? But he's got this special sugar mixture for quads. Mm. Man, I can't think of a single brewery in town that makes a Belgian quad now that I... Uh, oh, maybe... Oh, well, St. Arnold, Arnold's made some Belgian quads. What yeah, am I yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> They've um, made everything. Well, almost everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I used to make like uh, huge beers in the garage, right? Like eleven percent or twelve percent or whatever those are, right? Yeah. But then um, since I've started a brewery, I mean, now I'm starting to focus more on like the low ABV stuff. Not like super low, but uh, anywhere from like four to six, sort of hanging, think, hanging out in that range. I think that's a good call because you want to keep people in your brewery drinking low gravity beers yeah right Whereas if you have nothing but high gravity beers which are great but one or two and people are like man i can't drink anymore <laughs> no i completely agree like somebody sits <laughs> down and they say man what a great quad and they had two and and you're like no sir that was quads yeah i would rather S. <laughs> I, w I, I, w I would much rather you come in and say man that's a great session ipa i just i just drank six of them speaking you know, of Speaking of, I just finished a session IPA called 409 Skyline. 409 Skyline, yeah. Man, really enjoyed that. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, I really enjoyed making that beer. It's uh, a lot of Azaka, a little bit of Centennial. Mm, mm. Uh, there's uh, two dry hops there. Um, the 409 Skyline, whenever I put it on the board last weekend, I had a, I had a bunch of people like, um, where's that zip code? I'm like, it's in Galveston, but it has, right. nothing, it has nothing to do with the name. So okay. one, one of my partners, uh, Mike, 
Um, he grew up in uh, Colleen, Texas, and that's the address. I don't know if I should be putting this out <laughs> on the airways, but like that's the address of his childhood home that he grew up in. But he doesn't live there anymore, right? He doesn't live there anymore. Okay, well, that's good. Don't worry about it. 409 Skyline is, uh, is a house in Colleen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, name and beers can, um, in my opinion, should be, should be um, extremely natural, right? Like, you yes. know whenever it clicks. Oh, yeah. Don't spend too much time on name and beer, right? Try the beer, drink the beer. Whenever somebody comes in with a good suggestion, jump on it. Our I, Christmas ale, Yippee Yes. <laughs> I saw that. All the adults yeah. uh, had numerous names for the Christmas ale, right? <clears throat> and it took a nine-year-old who popped up and said, name it Yippee Wait, a nine-year-old had watched Die Hard? I guess. I don't oh, know. man. I'm not judging. <laughs> by the way, by the way, and I don't care for live on air, I, I forgot to tell you about the rules and the, the non-rules. One of the non-rules is it's okay to cuss on our show. Mm. So we're not on the radio. It's all on online. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so. Uh, I've been working on that. So I was in the Marine Corps right out of high school. Okay. And then I worked in oil and gas for about 16, 17 years. So, <laughs> so cursing comes natural. But uh, I've been trying to work on it lately. Trying to work on doing it more or not, less? Not doing it. Not cussing. <laughs> Yeah. I think I definitely cuss more now working in beer <laughs> oh, really? than I did in any other profession I've before. Well, you know, uh, Monday through Wednesday, it's just me up here working, right? Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of conversation going on, you know what I mean? So there's not a whole lot of dialogue. But there have been moments where I just, like, scream curse words to the heavens, right? Obviously. Oh, yeah. But uh, If no. you're not, then... No, that I'm, means you're, a, you're the perfect brewer. You yeah. never make mistakes or oh, drop no. anything. <laughs> no, no, it's only been a couple of months, and I've made my, my share of mistakes. But, um, no, I mean, it's usually just music and cleaning most of the time, yeah. right? But, uh, yeah, I do have uh, a 9- and 11-year-old, uh, so I would say I curse more at home than I do here. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Wait, I have have your nine and eleven year old seen Die Hard? I don't think so. No. Okay. No, no, no. This came from um, one of our other owners, uh, the Bolts up in Kingwood. They have a they they also have a nine and eleven year old, and the nine year old just uh, popped up out of nowhere and said, "Name it Yippie I was like, "That's such a great name." There man. you go. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> but you know, naming beers, right? Like we spend. Like, um, that's a deep hole, right? And the deeper you get, the harder it gets to name a beer. So the quicker you can name it, it's probably, like, you really want to go with your gut. Or at least that's my opinion, right? Yeah. I have a process where, like, I'll sit down and I'll actually, if, if I think of if whatever style it is, especially if it's for, like, us, for, like, Galveston Island, I'll literally do, like, word, like Galveston word clouds or beer word clouds, and I'll just, I'll just start writing stuff down. The first few are always kind of stupid and lame, but you mm -hmm. have to kind of get those out of the way before you get to like, oh, wait a minute. This is a good yeah. one. This is a good one right here. <laughs> we get another brewery. Uh, we got Decca in the Brewery house. owners walking in the door at our, at our closed door podcast. I need to lock that door. <laughs> I was actually on my way over. 
I think uh, I think now's a good time to take our first break where we talk to Heath from DECA. I got a pour so, so we'll be back in just a moment. Cheers. Cheers. Have you visited Galveston Island Brewing? Take a trip to the island and experience the laid-back atmosphere and award-winning craft beer like Tiki Wheat, Citra Mellow IPA, and Hefene Hefeweizen. Enjoy the cozy taproom or the island-style beer garden and patio with plenty of shade and a playground for the kids. Be sure to check out the online calendar for live music and food truck schedules and come by on Saturday for the free weekly brewery tour at 1 p.m. So gather your friends and join Galveston Island Brewing for some fun in the sun. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. All right, we're back. Episode 30. It's really episode 30 at Elder Sun Brewing with our good friend Robert Fry with an E. Fry with an E. So before we started the show, I was like, so is that like uh, Stephen Fry from uh, from England? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, Glenn Fry. Does Glenn Fry? I think Glenn Fry is with an, an e. e also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Eagles, right? That's usually the way I put it. Yeah, Eagles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Fry. Yeah, I think he, he's definitely... Of fry with an E. Yeah, that's how my dad would uh, usually tell people. Glenn Fry, Brad Fry, right? So, like, that kind of leads into the story of uh, where we got the name Elderson from, right? So That's what I, okay, dude, you're like, I think you should host the podcast. I've done a couple. That's my next question. I've done a few. But, um, so he, he was an attorney. He used words like this, right? So... Whenever I was growing up, he would introduce me to other people as, uh, this is my eldest son, Robert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of embarrassing whenever you're a middle schooler or if you're like a high schooler or something like that, right? But uh, whenever you're trying, but uh, little did I know, um, I would grow up to open a brewery one day and the name would just uh, come naturally, right? So, but... Um, it does flow off the tongue for well, sure. Well, yeah. there were a lot of... Uh, there were a lot of changes through that whole thing, right? Um, whenever we were brewing in the driveway with just a couple of buddies and drinking, right? You get that uh, that question, that what if of uh, if you open a brewery, what are you gonna name it? And it was always <laughs> it was always Elder Son, day one. Always. But nice. then once you start looking from a com- a commercial standpoint, then then you start to say that that. Uh, I want to link with the neighborhood. I got to think of a name that comes in the neighborhood. So where we are now, um, where we are now was not the original spot that we were looking at, right? So okay. there were a couple of other spots, um, and there were a couple of other names for the brewery. There was Fallen Oak was a name, and that went w- well with the neighborhood. And that's actually where the tree Lego came from. So... Um, <clears throat> I'm sitting at a lacrosse practice, and uh, my oldest son, my eldest son, and my buddy's son were playing lacrosse, and uh, he's um, 
a super close friend. So we were talking about it and we were throwing names back and forth. So Fallen Oak, Fallen Oak was originally going to be the first name. So then I Googled Oak Tree logo. Simple, right? Yeah, and, easy. And it all goes back to um, naming beers, right? Like I'm a simplest. Um, I don't know if that's a word, but like I'm um, the quickest route. Follow your gut. That's what it needs to be. So I Googled Oak Tree logos, um, and I think it was like the third one on the screen. And I said, I like that one. I'm going to stick with that one. So I sent it off to our marketing guy, um, yeah. Mike, who's also one of the owners here, and uh, said, this is the tree that we want to go with. The original location didn't, um, didn't work out. So then we, we, we were looking at another location in a different neighborhood, and we changed the name to Victory Oak and uh, multiple advantages with that, right? Like we still get to keep the oak tree and everything like that. That fell through and we had looked at this location a few times and I always said, man, it's kind of small. Um, hard to see with all of the walls that were up and uh, finally came back and said, I love the location on Shepherd. The neighborhood right behind us um, has a walking path. Um, it's right next to MKT, which is right down the street. It's a new development. And you're in the Heights, right? So um, we love the location. I just wasn't sure if I can make this space work. And we actually have a pretty decent outdoor space as well. Oh, really? Okay. And, um, and uh, we came back. We looked at it. We jumped in. We did it. And I said, uh, you know, we're coming back to all of these things that... Um, felt right in the beginning, but we got away from it just because, you know, from a commercial standpoint, we thought that we had to do certain things that we didn't necessarily have to do. Anyway, so we come back to this spot. I had seen it a couple of times and I said, let's do this. It's always felt right on Shepherd with this neighborhood in the Heights. This is where you make a brand, right? And uh, said, we got to go back to what, um, the name of the brewery was going to be from the very beginning. And we went back to Elder Sun. We opened up here. But I tell that story so I can say this. Um, whenever Mike asked me, he said, okay, so like, what do you want to do for a logo? And I said, man, I really like the tree. Let's just <laughs> stick with the tree. So I've got a bunch of people that um, are either regulars or they come in and they just ask me, hey, is the tree, is it like... Um, Represents family. Deep family roots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I nod, right? It all depends on whether I want to have the full conversation <laughs> or not. But, but um, I get you. I get what you mean, man. Yeah. Usually it's just no. I, I mean, I just liked the logo. <laughs> and I, I would go. I would stick with the nod because yeah. it's, it makes the story more interesting for sure. Well, well, and it's completely okay for everybody to find their own meaning in it, you know. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get that too. I get that too. But it's, it's your brewery. Let it. I don't know. It's yeah. It just could, nod and let it. Not yeah. Let it happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about beer. So I got a flight, and I've already gone through two. We talked about the first one in the first segment, the 409 Skyline, famous address somewhere in Texas. That's the next one I've, I've got as well. Yeah. I'm really excited about that beer. And then, while while we were uh, 
taking a break after Heath from DECA so rudely interrupted our, our show. What's that, Leo? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Heath. Uh, I, I got to try a really nice hazy IPA called, is that Brew Belly? Brew Belly, yeah. Brew Belly, man. The main, the main hop Talk in that tasty. is. The main hop in that one is uh, Brew One Hop, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and again, right, like it all goes back to where it, <laughs> the name of that beer is, is like so simple, you know what I mean? <laughs> brew One Hops, Brew Belly. Uh, yeah. But, um, that's a popular beer. That's a beer that uh, I can't take off the tap wall. In fact, uh, I'm probably going to brew it again in, in the morning. Hey, I man. Mean, it's a good problem to have. I mean. If you want to call it a problem. <laughs> that beer. So we spoke a little bit about, like, recipes and, like, how long it takes you to get to something that you actually like. Yeah. That beer, I mean, um, uh, we got the grain bill down pretty quickly. We got uh, the hop additions down fairly quickly. What took so long on that beer was the water chemistry on it, right? So we probably had 20 different renditions of that beer with uh, multiple water chemistry, like like multiple salt additions, where like when you add the salt, how much, and um, um, that was a fun beer to make. Yeah. And it's a great beer. Yeah. It's a great beer. And I can see why it's the one that's staying on your tap wall. Yeah, I mean, I might change I the drink. name of that beer to Rent. Because uh, <laughs> that's what it pays, right? <laughs> that's how I make rent every month. There is you on go, that beer. man. Thank you, yeah. Brew Billy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, so this next beer is Grizzly Bolt. Grizzly Bolt. Grizzly Bolt is my wife's favorite beer, so it'll always be up there. Yeah. I joke with... Um, some of the regulars here that uh, if you ever come in and you see Grizzly Bolt not on the tap wall, ask me where I'm sleeping that night. <laughs> right? no, uh, How's so, that couch feeling for you? Yeah, Robert? exactly. So um, that beer's got a great, a great story. Um, I had a Turbo Dog uh, for yeah. the first time, uh, man, I would say maybe four years ago. And, you know, uh, most of the browns that I had, I had had up until that point were like North London browns or nut browns or something like that, right? So they yeah. had like a nutty flavor. They had a sweet, sweet sort of finish to it. And um, the Turbo Dog was the first one that uh, was more chocolate forward, but it had kind of a dry finish. Right? Yeah, this one definitely has that finish. Yeah. So I came back to Houston after eating at a Cajun restaurant that had it, and... Uh, I couldn't find it at any of the grocery stores or any of the liquor stores around. So I, I, um, I drove to Lake Charles and I bought, I don't know how many six packs of it. And I came back and I brewed that beer singularly. Like, like, like that's the only beer that I brewed for probably three, four, five months. And how many just, batches was that? Man, it was a lot. So I, I, I was probably brewing every two weeks on that yeah. just to try and get that down. And um, that was still in the homebrew um, sort of time. So I'm sure there were a couple of times where I had more than one bucket going at a time, right? So um, that was a lot of fun, though. But, you know, it grew into uh, my wife loves that beer. Um, That's that's 
that's one of the three beers that you'll typically see me mm. sipping if I'm here at the brewery, right? It's an easy drinker. It's not going to overwhelm you. It's 5%, I think, right? So It's a fantastic beer. Thank Great you. aroma. The dry, I love the finish on that. Mm-hmm. It's, mm, it's just really good. Yeah, thanks, man. Good job on that, bro. Uh, I think mm. one of the things that, that like we're really able to do here with a small system and for everybody listening uh we are small batch so we're three and a half barrels we've got uh four fermenters um going and we're right in the heart of the heights so uh chalk it up to a a bad choice i shouldn't have gone with a system this small uh it's labor intensive and if you ever if you ever come here and i encourage you to do so you'll 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 know why he's saying that. This is one of the busiest streets in Houston. It's literally, a, across the street is probably the busiest Kroger in all of Houston. For beer, for, for sure. For beer, yeah. I mean, that's, like, me as a beer rep and other beer reps, we practically live in that store. Yeah. Because <laughs> they buy a lot of beer. And and not only is this a great neighborhood, but it's a, it's a neighborhood that knows their craft. Yes, yeah, so one of the great things... Um, is that where we're sitting right now, I'm pretty sure we're within three miles of 10 different breweries, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, easily. And, um, you know, I have people that'll walk up to the bar and they'll say, uh, um, <clears throat> do you have a lager yet? I'm like, I'm three months old. I'm just trying to keep my head above water right I now. Mean, how I mean, how are you going to gonna tie up? Hey, one of your fermenters was a lager when you're this small and you're this busy. For a month. That's going to be hard. <laughs> but it's fun for me to say, hey, if you want a Pilsner, Holler is a mile away. That's right. New Magnolia has uh, two Pilsners, maybe three Pilsners. I had one of their Pilsners today. 88 Pilsners is a really nice, yeah. really nice Pilsner from, from Great Heights, who was a, a guest a few months ago with John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, make so, some great beers. So, yeah. like, um, Great Heights, New, New Magnolia has a bunch of Pilsners as well. Um, you said you mentioned right Holler. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want Pilsners, there's places to go. Yeah, so... I, for sure. But I don't have a problem... Um, recommending any of these other breweries i mean i mean literally six months ago i was the guy that was going around all these breweries drinking as well right like like i was that person so so um you know if you walk up to the bar and you say when are you gonna have a hefeweizen i'm like great heights has one of the best hefeweizens in town you know so um <laughs> this whole community right around here um walking stick great heights Eureka, which is one of my favorites as well. New Magnolia is doing some great beer right now. Um, Holler is always great. Uh, there's uh, Platypus, Urban South. Yep. Um, and I and I think that we have a new one coming up here in about six months. Oventic. Uh, Oventic. Should be out. Yeah. Well, let's not forget our friends over at uh, at Turkey Forest. Oh yeah, in Turkey uh, Forest, yeah. Um, Louis and uh, Louis and Oscar, and Oscar uh, who were guests on the things. show a few weeks ago, they're they're doing some really nice beers over there as well, inside of the Big L Craft House. So definitely pay them a visit. Also, my wife and I had a uh, had a free night. Um, my mom 
wanted to spend some time with um, our boys. So she came up and she helped on a Saturday. And um, it's rare that we actually close the doors at nine. Um, but that night we got out of here around 9.30 and we headed over to Big Al, sat down. I mean, um, yeah, shout out to that place. I mean, you walk through the door and it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's a nice spot. It's a super nice I remember spot. their first weekend, man. It was wild. Yeah. It was crazy. It was so, super busy. So Turkey Forest has, has a uh, stout. Well, I was there three weeks ago. So, so, so hopefully, so I'm not sure if it's still on tap. But um, that stout that he did is, um, is great. It's really good. Yeah. And I, we were fortunate enough to get to try it before they opened. When we had them on the show, they were mm -hmm. still in the process of building out and they brought some beer and uh, we got to enjoy some. It was really, really good. Yeah, so Oscar came yeah. by on our our soft opening weekend, our first mm. soft opening weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, that kind of leads me into the whole thing, right? Um, a lot of the brewers and a lot of the owners uh, from this area have all stopped in. That's cool. And, uh, and right, Right before we started this, uh, Val um, stopped in on Sundays. On Sunday, Val and Sons, and uh, you know, um, let's not forget that that like four months ago, I was just a home brewer that that, that like was trying to open up a microbrewery in the Heights. You know what I mean? So some of these people walked through my doors, and I fanboy out right <laughs> so like him huggy bear comes in yeah and, yeah the huggy bear man like, yeah like you know i try and stay calm on the outside but in the inside like i just want to be like man i love your beer but oh, man i oh, bet yeah, you like when inside. val came in here he was like a fanboy right that i mean that's man, just if, val man he just loves people dude man if you're having a bad day just yeah. give that guy a call yeah. It'll change quick. If I can say one more person that I like to see on a bad day, and I saw him today, not that I was having a bad day today, um, Johnny Johnny Orr, who is the owner of Premium Draft over on Studio Wood. I told I you I'm a storyteller, right? Yeah. So Johnny probably doesn't remember me, but about, um, man, uh, it's probably, well, it's 2021, so I... So I had the keys there in 2017. So it was probably about five years ago. Um, uh, so Preston wasn't open yet. So it was either five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was building a keyser. And I had to buy, um, you know, all the draft parts. Yeah. And uh, searched online, Googled it, and I found his spot over there on Studewood. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I'm just a random guy showing up, and I had a list, an account of everything that I needed, and he helped me. Uh, he ordered everything, and again, this was at least five or six years wow. ago, right? But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a staple in the area. You know what I mean? And like, he's such a good dude. Yeah, like I, I always go there with time because. Cause I just like to talk to the guy mm -hmm. and he's just a great conversationalist. He's always very encouraging. Uh, so 
if you need to be encouraged or if you just want to go drink a really good beer because he's got a he always has a great selection on draft and he's got a great draft and a can selection i mean bottle and can selection as well and 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 he's right next door to antidote coffee mm-hmm. which has great coffee and I just saw today he had his um little sign on his bar on on tuesdays they do five dollar five tacos for five dollars from three to nine and i had just eaten lunch this was around 2 30 and i was like dang I should have waited. <laughs> the coffee shop does that? The coffee shop does that. We're not open on Tuesday, so I need something to do at noon. That's five That's five bucks for five tacos. Damn. <laughs> so on Tuesday. next time I'm working in the Heights on Tuesday, I'm going to make a note <laughs> of that one, dude. That's, yeah. You can't beat that. I don't care how big the tacos are. Even if they're like little mini tacos, Yeah. it's still five bucks. It's still you can't five get bucks. Five, you can't get tacos for five bucks. Yeah. So now you're drinking Yeller Weller. That's the OG. Oh, man. Yeah. My goodness. That's a milk stout that I've been making for a while. And again, I, mm. we keep going back to like naming beer, right? So the English Dark Mild is named after one of my dogs. Um, Yeller Weller is also named after one of my dogs. So. It was your old dog named Old Yeller by any chance? No, his name's Weller, but, oh, okay. um, but uh, he's a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know Old Yeller was like a yellow lab i get yeah. it right but you know it just made sense whenever you're naming it but uh that's the og that's the beer that i've been making the Man, longest right this is this is impressive well thank you this is impressive i mean this reminds me so this is your og yeah this reminds me of the uh the og for val uh that's his uh his oatmeal style his oatmeal style his oatmeal style is incredible this is right along those lines man this is really good one of the conversations that I had with Val was that uh, his oatmeal stout almost supplanted uh, the brown ale with my wife. Whenever we went there, she had his porter, and she's like, this is really good porter. I was like, yeah, it's one, like, how many medals, right? And she was like, let's get a four-pack. And I was, man, it was like she was cheating on me. Whenever she that, you know? That's a great beer, man. It is. So listen, we're going to take one more quick break. Um, and we're going to come back with one more segment with our good friend Robert Fry at Elder Sun Brewing. So stay tuned. Cheers. What's the best way to enjoy beer? Well, after years of extensive research, I have discovered that the best way to enjoy beer is with good friends. And there may not be a better group of friends than the Texas Beer Collective Facebook group. If beer and friends sounds like a winning combination, come join the Texas Beer Collective the official Facebook group of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. You can find us by doing a Facebook search for the group or by following the link in the show notes. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. All right, we're back for one last segment with Robert Fry from Elderson Brewing in the Heights in Houston, Texas. And... We grab, we grab beers. Well, of course we grab beers because this is a beer show. What else will we do? 
and I took a bunch of pictures. And just so you know, we, I attempted to do a video of this because everybody's saying, hey, you need to start doing video, put it on YouTube. People listen to podcasts on YouTube. And I was like, man, nobody listens to podcasts on YouTube. And I mentioned that to Robert. And he's like, man, I listen to podcasts on YouTube all the time. It's like all I listen to. Like, I don't really listen to the radio so. anymore. And anytime, like, anytime that I have to drive, I mean, even the short drive. So I live about eight minutes away from here, so it's a short drive, and I still listen to a podcast. There you go. And so driving up here, there, there will be a, a short video. Unfortunately, the camera decided to quit recording. I think halfway through the second segment, so. There'll be video, just not all the video. If you are so inclined to watch it or listen to it, I would greatly appreciate it. Subscribe to our channel. You know all the, all the stuff. Yeah, but we learned something, right? Like we you learned uh, the maximum length of video that you can do on your phone, yep. right? Yep. So now I'm going to have to use my webcam, which is a nice webcam. It's not the webcam that comes on my, on my laptop. Yeah. It's one that attaches to the top of it. And the picture is great, but it has issues with like focusing. Yeah, and it's really frustrating. I did I did a a Zoom call podcast with with Sylvia from Houston Beer Guide. Yeah. a while back, and man, it was just frustrating. Just <laughs> sitting there watching this video and seeing myself just go in and out of focus the whole time. I don't know. Maybe I need to invest in another camera. If my wife is listening to this, she's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> well, you've got the setup right. Like you've got the uh, the halo light. Yep. Right. Yep. So, um, my wife is in medicine and, uh, through the whole last, uh, two years, she was doing a bunch of like, um, uh, zoom, zoom conferences. Right. So like she would, she would give a talk on a zoom conference. And, uh, one day I walked into our bedroom because, um, we have an office right off of the bedroom and on the desk was this like circle light thing sort of like what you have. Yeah. And I said, what, what is that? And she said, it's a halo. Like I knew what that was, you know? And, uh, no, I mean, your setup is already there, right? So like you, you really just need some sort of, um, some sort of camera. But, um, my nine year old, uh, he plays Xbox. Yes. And he and uh, he thinks he's going to be a YouTube star, <laughs> and uh, he's pointed out that uh, there are YouTube stars that make upwards of twenty million dollars a year. It's true, it's true. So for Christmas a few years ago, we did buy him a camera. Um, I don't know what's up with that camera, but uh, I'll go home and I'll see what's up with the camera, and you know, maybe it's an option. Hey, man, well, I appreciate that. Hey, man. I, I, but I don't want you to stop. I don't want to stop your son from becoming a YouTube star. I'm pretty sure he's through that phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> anybody who has kids, you know that it's just uh, it's just trying to find out what phase they're in, right? So on our patio, yeah, we have. Um, I try and put a few things out for the kids. Like we have a Connect Four, like a large. Uh, oh yeah large uh, connect four and we used to have a little monster truck right and my youngest walks up and he's like that's my monster truck i was like you haven't played with that in three years man it's the breweries now <laughs> the great thing about that is that over the christmas uh over the two weeks of uh, christmas so like right before christmas and then after christmas we 
we had a customer come in and uh, <clears throat> and they had uh, um, not sure of his age, but he seemed like maybe two years old, right? And this kid walked out there and saw the monster truck, and he said, "Man, like he just went crazy over the monster truck." His dad walks up to the bar and he says, "Is there any way that I could like like how much for the monster truck?" And I said, it is absolutely free, bud. That's like, awesome, man. Like, like just seeing a kid look at that right. monster truck, come on, just take it, right? Like, just take it. Um, if you want to pay, really just cool. like hang out and drink beer because right. that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember whenever my nine-year-old was probably the same age whenever we got him that monster truck and uh, same thing, right? that's kind of what it's about, right? Like we want to be a neighborhood spot where everybody can come in, have a few drinks. Um, uh, we're extremely pet friendly, certain pets, right? Like, uh, dogs, like don't walk through the door with like a snake around your neck or anything like or that. Or a right? jaguar or something or like that. Really. <laughs> or a lion or a tiger. Uh, but, keep your um, king cobras at home. Yeah. I mean, um, Super dog friendly. Um, I want to get more stuff on the patio for the kids so that, so that they have something to do so that mom and dad don't have to watch. Well, still have to watch them, but um, you know, they're like on the corner of the patio, hanging out and uh, playing games. I mean, my, my wife and I used to live in Kingwood and um, you know, there were multiple weekends where, where are we going? We're going to back pew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to take a football. Super familiar. And we're going to take a soccer ball. And we're going to take lacrosse sticks. And the kids are going to go out. And they're going to just do whatever they do. Eight acres of just open, just running. I mean, um, yeah. If you have kids, just grab a football, grab a soccer ball, your mitts, uh, my kids, they play lacrosse primarily. So we would go out there and the kids would just go out in the open field and they would play. Me and my wife would just sit around and drink great beer. Drink great beer. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite from there? So I have a black IPA. Yeah. And the reason that I have a black IPA is because of Ninth Circle. Because of Ninth Circle. Yeah. However, however. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this goes back with everything that we've... Uh, Sweet Salvation is probably my favorite beer there. Yeah. Yeah, a brown. Yeah, that's a really nice beer. Yeah, real... Yeah, all real, those... Both really of those beers are really nice. Mine is mine is the Bach. Seder Swell has always, always been my favorite there, so... So, but... Yeah. Um, uh, he made a... Um, he made a sour, like a Saison sour at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the garnet pietist. Garnet pietist. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was an incredible. That's a, that was beer. a pretty good one too. Yeah. yeah. There's a raspberry saison. Yeah, raspberry saison. Yeah, yeah. That, and you know, I don't really care for saisons that much, but that one, that one, I, I liked it. So he told me that um, they didn't mean for it to sour out though, right? Oh really? On the first one. Okay. I don't know. I'm 40 now, so my memory is getting a little hazy. Dude, but, guess uh, what? But, I'm um, almost 50, and it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I had the first batch, and um, 
it's like a unicorn that I've been chasing because every time I go back, it's not on. No, right? he hasn't made it in a long time. Like yeah. when I when I worked there, he had it on tap, and it was just kind of like the tail end of that best that he had made. And I don't think he had any interest in making it again. But I mean, I think I remember him saying, "I'll never make Ninth Circle again." But it's back. He has it on tap right now. Ninth Circle's on tap. Yeah. I'll have to make a trek up there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he said that he would never make uh, a peanut butter stout as well. <laughs> I did. The first time I met Bobby. That doesn't really row, roll with a four-vessel system. Yeah. You know, like a true four-vessel system, right? Like, like um, he decocks and everything, you know what I mean? He does, so, yeah. He takes yeah. a lot of pride in that. But I remember the first time I met him. Well, maybe not the first time, but when he first opened the brewery, he had no IPAs. And he's like, I don't plan on making IPAs. All German, yeah. It's all German beers. And, and you know, like it's. I think that's cool to, to take a stance like that, man. But, I mean, at the same time, you're a businessman and you need people to drink your beer. The landlord yeah. holds their hand out uh, yeah. every yeah. first of the month, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so something's But gotta... his IPAs are, are good, but his German beers are even better. But it's Let's, good to have something to bring people in so that they can try the great German beers that he makes. Yeah. You His um, Svars beer is what? Uh, it's um, uh, it's a black lager, and I can't remember the, the Schwarz name. The Schwarz beer? Yeah. Black Habit. Black Habit. Yeah. That, that's an incredible that's beer That's a great well. beer, too. Yeah. Definitely. I so feel the, like, I don't know why we're talking about Bobby and back to you. Why not? <laughs> but... This, I've this, only been open for three months, so there's not a whole lot to no, talk about there's here. No, definitely, there's definitely a lot to talk about. And <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I mentioned to you a couple of things that, that I always ask my, my guests on the show. Um, the two questions. The first question is, if you were going on a road trip in, here in Texas, what's the thing that lets you know that you're officially on a road trip? All right. Stopping at a Bucky's. For sure. Okay, and if you're at Bucky's, what's the thing? What's what are you getting? Is it are you using the bathroom? Are you getting a bottle of water? I'm definitely using the restroom, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, at Bucky's, the progression of Bucky's, um, we're getting real deep here. Oh, yeah. The progression of Bucky's has completely changed, right? So. Um, so I lived in Austin for quite a while. So I, I, I went to the original one there in... In Luling. In Giddings. Or Giddings. On 290 there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was the original one? I always thought that the one on Luling off of I-10... Maybe I'm wrong, was the original but um, one. the one on 290 there right before you get into Austin is... Uh, it's practically a normal gas station, right? Like, it's not this, like, uh, huge... That, okay, no, you're right. right. That one, yeah, the one on 290. I, I don't know why I couldn't picture that one, but yeah, it's just yeah. it's like a convenience store. It's it's just a normal convenience store. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, we're um, we're typically head, heading north. So so we'll stop at the one in Madisonville, and um, I'll get a sausage sandwich, dude, and a sausage on a stick, bro. We might be brothers. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? We might just have become best friends. Because literally, that is my favorite thing to get. Is uh, that yeah. sausage sandwich is so good. With the onions on it. With the onions. Do you get it mm -hmm. with the pickles on it, too? With pickles and onions, yeah. Man. Oh, oh man, long, that's man. so good. 
and, so, and, and, and but if I'm not that hungry, because that's that's a pretty filling sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'll get the sausage on a stick with some mustard, and that's that that kind of that kind of tides me over. So I usually yeah. get both. Um, okay. My wife, though, uh, she'll get like their fudge. Have you had their fudge? I've had their fudge. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm diabetic, so I don't I, I try and steer away from uh, from a lot of sugar. Obviously, I drink beer, which is not great. It's for not me. a road trip food either though right like like fudge, like yeah, i'm you know, driving and yeah. it's like hey we cut me a piece of fudge <laughs> that doesn't work it's you know a little I mean? messy yeah 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 so um but uh what so i'm a gas station junkie as well you know what i mean why would you say gas station connoisseur well uh maybe yeah um, so I, I am a creature of habit. So every morning I stop at the same gas station, yep. right? And uh, um, I'm a Coke Zero junkie as well. <laughs> Dude, so we are best friends. I'll, t- I'll typically grab a Coke Zero, and at this actual gas station they have... Um, uh, I forget the actual name of it, but it's really just a... <laughs> It's really just a cheeseburger that they threw an egg on, right? And uh, and I and I try not to eat it every morning, but definitely on a brew day, I'll stop yeah. in, I'll grab a sandwich, I'll drive a, I'll grab a Coke Zero, and um, and uh, come in. But like as a creature of habit, right? Like I stop at the same places every single time, so my road trips are very very predictable yeah right yeah whenever my family jumps in the car if we're going to a lacrosse tournament in dallas which is typically what we're doing um <clears throat> they know that we're going to stop at the Bucky's in madisonville and they know that um there's a chevron as soon as we get into uh corsicana and we'll stop in there right like whether we need gas or not isn't so, there isn't there a Bucky's close to Corsicana now, off of Forty Five? I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Not to take the joy from your kids of stopping at the Chevron instead of Bucky's, but no. Well, nothing's <laughs> ever going to change it, right? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, on on a road trip, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything specifically that I start out with, but uh, most definitely we're we are going to stop at a Bucky's. The only time that we don't stop at a Bucky's is if we're heading up uh, 59 North. Yeah, because there ain't shit on 59 North. There's not anything, man. But, um, but uh, so my brother-in-law, Chris, who's also an owner in this, uh, he lives just east of Lufkin. So we go that way quite a bit. There is a gas station. Um, um, as you enter uh, Corrigan. Okay. By the way, never, never speed through Corrigan. Okay. You will get a ticket. Is that right? I've, so, I think the last time we went through there was when we did our podcast at Fredonia Brewing mm-hmm. in Nacogdoches, and we did not get pulled over. Yeah. I don't know if I was speeding in Corrigan. Don't speed. I'm usually, I try not to speed unless I'm in a hurry. We were in a hurry that day, so I probably wasn't speeding. Yeah. So Paul, um, that's an interesting thing. Um, 
so my brother-in-law is the uh he's the reason that i got into um making beer and uh 13 years ago i was dating my now wife but she was my girlfriend at the time and she introduced me to um to her family to her mom and dad and, and uh her brother and he's this uh He's a former rugby player. Intimidating dude, right? Yeah. And I asked him, I said, uh, so like, what are you into? And uh, he played Xbox with his nephews on the weekend and, uh, and he homebrewed. So I came back to Houston and I bought an Xbox. I bought an Xbox 360 and I bought a homebrew set. And that's kind of where it started, right? So, um, uh, so there's a lot of great memories with that, right? And we try and make it up there often, but... Um, but do you know Paul from... Uh, from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I was going on that. So um, so Paul was a member of the Nacogdoches Brew Club, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I've only met him a couple of times, but... Um, Good dude. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have nothing negative to say about him from the couple of times that I've met him. I think he was also a member of... Uh, there was a hunting lease in the area. Uh -huh. uh, I'm a horrible hunter, so I just I just really went out there to drink beer and sit around a fire. <laughs> I think that I met him around there um, a few times, but I was a member of the Nacogdoches Homebrew Club. Okay. Uh, even though I lived here in Houston, but that whole experience was about uh, was about um, hanging out with uh, Chris, right? So. I stayed a member of the Nacogdoches Homebrew Club, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, from a homebrewer standpoint, I mean, I would say that's the club that I claim the most. Uh, it's not even in Houston, right? It's in Nacogdoches. I mean, the competitions, uh, the only competitions that I've ever done were with with that group, Nac Brew Club. Yeah, you know, it's really cool because that group is very is very close knit and. Uh, and they and the people that work in the tap room mm -hmm. are from the homebrew club, and they're all either level one cicerones or level two cicerones, which I find pretty impressive. That is like I had to teach my servers how to pour a one and a half finger head like just three weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yep. So having having level one cicerones working your working your bar. As a brewer, Dude, that's a great thing to have. I mean, I would it's insane. I would encourage your staff to to take that test. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would even venture to say maybe help them pay for it because it's not the the level one is not expensive. No, it's a good idea. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, at least and you could put the plaques on the wall and say, "Hey, my people know yeah. other shit." At right? least sensory train them too, right? At least definitely do at sensory the very training, least and, sensory and, training. And, and have them become familiar with the styles. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing to me. Well, because then I don't have to drink the beer every day, right? So then they can tell me if they're tasting some sort of off flavor, there you right? Go. Yeah. yeah, hopefully not. But yeah, things happen, I guess. <laughs> Those are notes I'm walking away with this. But yeah, no, that's a great idea. I should do that. Huh? I mean, I, that's kind of like for me. That's kind of what got me into. Uh, well, I was already into beer. But that's what got me my, I feel like that's what got me my first job with a brewery, was putting level one Cicerone yeah. on, the, on, the, uh, on the resume. So they let them know, like, okay, so he knows 
he knows beer. He doesn't have sales experience in beer, but he knows beer and he has sales experience in other things. So, so how long does it take to get what that? Uh, I mean, I, st- I don't know how long I studied for. Like my thing was like I have a certain specific way of learning. Um, I like to read a lot. Sure. And I like to, obviously, I like to drink. Yeah. <laughs> so the two, the, the three things. So I got the book. The, there was a book called Tasting Beer by Randy Mosier. Mm-hmm. It's a great book and more information than, than you need for that test. Uh, and the Cicerone program, they sell these, like, uh, I guess you could call them, like, flashcards yeah. for, like, styles. And it has, like, the different notes on each style, right? Um, and that was the hardest part of the test where they tell you, Okay, this is a beer that has this, 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 and this, and what then multiple choice. What beer is this? Right, oh. and so you have to like pick it, right? Oh. Uh, I don't mean to brag. I made a ninety-seven on that test. I only missed one question. <laughs> the first time you took it. The first time I took it. Wow. I was, dude. I was so surprised because I took. They, they let you take like practice exams, mm-hmm. and I think the first time I took a practice a practice exam. Um, I made a 50, and I was like, okay, I need to study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I studied for a few more weeks. Study, quote unquote. The, and really, more. I think the index cards were the most helpful thing after having read the book. Um, and then, of course, drinking the beers, like looking at a style and saying, okay, so this is this beer, and this is what I'm picking up. But even then, like, you don't really need to know all that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the level two test, which I still haven't taken, is the one where the sensory stuff really comes into play. Yeah. 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 But yeah, highly encourage you know any kind of beer education it doesn't have necessarily have to be Cicerone, uh, but they have a very set way of doing things. That's I think that I feel is easy to understand. There's a syllabus for each you know each level that you yeah. can follow, and I just feel that they make it easy. And you can take that test twice and only pay for it once. Okay. So if you take it one time and you fail. You try again. Study again, study some more, and then come back and take it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody makes 100, I will... I'll do something nice for them. I will hire you. (laughs) I can't promise how much I'll pay you, but I'll hire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like... Because, I mean, I've bet other people. Like, if you take that test and you beat my score of 97, if you make 100, you know... I'll buy you something or take you out to dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So if you're one of your staff makes a hundred on it, I'll, I'll do something nice. So maybe that's a six month goal for me. Right. So, so like maybe I talk to my servers and I say, um, yeah, maybe that's a goal by June. Okay. You know? Let me know. Let I mean, know. um, I'm really big on, uh, setting, you know, um, milestones, right? So like where 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 are we going to be right now we're working on what milestones that we're going to get to by april right so like where 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 are we going to be by april um have a couple of seven barrel fermenters have some uh have some uh kegs out at restaurants and bars those are milestones that we're kind of working for right yeah like have uh some canning options here in the tap room um uh, trying to make it there by June, right? So, like, maybe that's just another milestone. I mean, um, everybody here at the brewery should have something that that they're always working towards. Absolutely, you know I, mean? I believe so. that. I believe that. And this is the time of year when, when you can start setting those goals. Yeah, right? exactly. 
this is the time of year where I'm trying to catch up on beer, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got one last question for you, Robert, before Shoot. before uh, before we, we end the show. So, what is the beer that you're drinking if today is your last day on Earth? All right, so I'm not going to get... Uh, so, you... I could be... It's a tough question. It's not a, but there's right. not a wrong answer. There's not a wrong answer, right? Yeah. So like, I could say, I could say something that would make me look cool, right? <laughs> like, uh, sure. it would be a King Julius from, from Treehouse, right? Okay. Or I could say a Pliny the Younger, which only comes out in February, right? Right. Yeah. Mine would be. So. Good night by Oscar Blues, G apostrophe yeah, uh, K N I G H T. Good night by Oscar Blues and Imperial Red. Um, that would be the beer. Green Can. Um, yeah, man, that's a beer that. That's one of my favorite. It's underappreciated, beers. I think, and you don't really yeah. see that in our market very often. So that beer was originally called Gordon. But they had to change the name because That's right. Gordon Birch sued them, right? So they changed the name to uh, Good Night. Um, and here's why, right? So um, I can't specifically. Uh, so I've had that beer at least. I've drank at least a hundred cans of that beer. So I don't want to come off like like I haven't had it a lot, right? Like I've drank a lot of that beer. But um, I think that drinking beer is like listening to music, right? Like, um, uh, if it's a good beer, you you always remember where the f- like like where you had it first, and it's and it's kind of like a great song. Like you always remember what you were doing whenever you heard that song first, and that song is always going to bring back either a good memory or it's going to bring back a negative memory. So, Gordon Burr, uh sorry. Good night by Oscar Blues. The first time that I had that beer, uh, um, we had a fire going at my in-laws' house uh, just east of Lufkin. It's a huge fire. It's in the middle of the country. It was always good for us to go up there because we we would get out of uh, the grind of the large city, right? And every time that we um, my wife and my kids, every time that we would go up there, we would always want to make a fire and late at night, you know, um, we'd be just sitting in the chair, shooting the shit. That is the first curse word I've said. I finally got, got you to cuss, man, finally. talking about your kids in the fire, man. Finally. So <laughs> sitting around the fire, um, hanging out, and uh, my brother-in-law gave me a can of... Good night by Oscar Blues. It was a green can. Yeah. And I, 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 I remember the first time that I had this beer. It's malty. It's hoppy. It finishes a little sweet. It finishes a little dry. I mean, it's just an amazing beer, right? And um, I think that a lot of us get sucked into once a brewery gets really big that we don't, um, we don't give that brewery enough so as the brewery gets larger, we give less credit uh, to the brewery. 
I think that we that a lot of us fall into that trap. Well, I think it's just right. the nature of, of, of our, you know, of, of our industry is that drinkers are very promiscuous. They want the new thing, the, the latest thing, thing yeah. all the time. And, it, you know, I feel like it's always been that way. Like, even when, for me, like, my first craft beer was, was Lawnmower oh. 20, 22 years ago. Amazing beer. Great yeah. beer. Um, and often forgotten about, but it's still it's still in the market. It's not what people get excited about anymore. Um, but it still has its fans, you know. And so um, I had somebody ask me the other day because uh, uh, I make a pale ale called Elder Bob, and it's an oatmeal pale ale. So it uses um, um, flaked oats. So it's it's not like super clear or anything like that, and mm-hmm. it's. And it has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, but somebody asked me, like, like, uh, what's your ideal, uh, what's your pale ale, ideal pale ale? In my response, a Dale's, a Dale's, Dale's pale yeah, ale. Yeah. And do you know? Uh, but I think you would be like half people would say Dale's and half the other people would say Sierra Nevada pale ale. So, but like, here's why, right? Is is uh, because um, my wife and I were snowboarders, so we go up to Colorado at least once a year and you can get a stovepipe of Dale's mm. Pale Ale at the bottom of the mountain. Any mountain you go to, a stovepipe, just just like, man. Yeah, and uh, that sounds like... It's like 22 ounces or something like that, That's like the thing to that, do. Right? Like, if you're, yeah. if you're on, on the slopes, a Dale's Pale stovepipe. Yeah, and... Um, I, I kind of want to have one right now. Yeah, and and like... That's where it comes from, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily come from, uh, is that the best one that I've ever had? Maybe not. It's the memory of it. I can't tell you if it is or not, though, right? I mean, I mean, that's and a I think conversation that's, right now, right? I think like, for a lot of people, like, people have a favorite beer, not because it's the greatest beer ever made, but it, there's a memory behind it. Yeah, and I think that's and the I great th- thing about it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for me, even though, like, I mean, Lawnmower was my favorite or my first craft beer, it was the memory of it because it was Brock that served it to me uh, at their old brewery. That's awesome. And that beer had only been out maybe just a couple of months, if that. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of special for me to like, oh, this is a craft beer, something I've never heard of before because I was drinking probably Bud Ice or something like that. Uh. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Gross. uh, Well, it's Bud Ice. It's not... They're dry. Oh, I forgot about Bud Dry. Bud Dry was the only beer that I turned down in high school. Dude, I'll ne- I've never had that. I remember oh, I remember the first time I had MGD in high school, mm. and I hated it. I thought it was disgusting. So, yeah. speaking of that, right, like, um, uh, I own a brewery now, right? So, I, uh, my buddies, they'll give me shit whenever they see me drinking a Coors or... <laughs> a Lone Star or something like that. And oh I'm man, like, Lone Star! I love like, Lone Star. I'm not a snob, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sit out here on the boat. <laughs> just uh, Dude, Lone Star. Lone Star is a great beer. IPAs, po- you know? Post lawn mowing, uh, sit, yeah. sitting in the backyard grilling burgers with the Lone exactly. Star, dude. It's, exactly. it's fantastic. All right, so I got a question for you, real quick. Okay. Uh, to end the podcast. All right. All right. You're standing. You're standing in a gas station in Houston. What beer are you getting? In a gas station? 
Man, I never buy beer at a gas station. Well, <laughs> do you know? Oh, man. You but, know, and I go to gas stations. You know, every morning I go to a gas station to buy ice. You're in sales, too. So, like, you know which beers are in the oh, gas station. Oh, I know what beers right? are in the gas station. I mean, well, shit, I'm buying lawnmower because lawnmower's in the gas station. <laughs> lawnmower's in the gas station. Yeah, yeah. I got... Uh, I have an art car in my right hand and a mini boss in my left. I Dude, think. man, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, yeah. I had we had Eureka Heights or a hop gusher. Brent Davis. If they've got hop gusher, which is not in every single. It's not, and maybe uh, maybe a sales manager from Spindle Tab could do something about that. But I was on with. But like those are the beers that I'm going for, right? Like like yeah. uh, something like like uh, maybe art car is a little overpowering for like a Saturday afternoon, but man, Hop Gusher and Mini Bosser, Hop Gusher, Hop Gusher, Hop Gusher. And Mini You've had Boss. beer since then, yeah. Say that five times. <laughs> Hop Gusher and Mini Boss, those two beers, I mean, just crush them all day. Dude, you know? so literally last week when I was on the show with Brent Davis from Eureka Heights, I said my 1A and 1B for, for IPAs here in town are Mini Boss and Hop Gusher. If I, if I wake yeah. up on one side of the bed, one day it's like oh no it's hop gusher and if i wake up on the other side of the bed no it's minibus yes Both great beer and art car is like right behind that yeah so like once we had the walking cooler up here and we had it running we were still renovating right i mean i had a six pack of minibus six pack of hop gusher and a six pack of art car always always in the walk-in dude you like, can't go wrong with those it. were and like i'm not an ipa head right but like those IPAs aren't hitting you hard, you know what I mean? Those are hot day, hot day. Mm. Um, I shouldn't be wearing a tank top, but I am sort of drinks, you know what I mean? <laughs> I should never wear a tank top. If you ever see me wearing a tank top, it's not me. I've been body snatched. <laughs> but Robert, man, great time today, dude. I really appreciate you having us on. Uh, we're sitting here in his empty brewery. On a, on a Tuesday evening, and um, I have three just, fermenters I got to clean. And he's yeah. got, he has three fermenters, three fermenters that he's got to clean. Try saying that three times. Uh, Two times, one time, real fast. Yeah. I couldn't even do that. But man, thank you for having us on the show. We've had some great beer. Uh, you guys are open what Thursday through Sunday? We're open Thursday and Friday, four to nine. Yeah. Uh, happy hour from 4 to 6.30 every Thursday and Friday. And on Saturday, we're open from 11 to 9, Sunday 11 to 7. Uh, we, have, uh, we have a climate-controlled tap room with uh, four 70-inch uh, TVs. We have, we have uh, over 2,000 square foot of uh, outdoor patio space with uh, 170-inch uh, screen out there. I think there's six or seven tables out there. And then um, we typically have a food truck uh, Friday through Sunday as well. Man. And um, at least from now until March or April, uh, if you walk in here, I'll be behind the bar. So um, if you do come in, say hi. Um, I heard you on the podcast. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, um, serving beer is about making friends, right? Absolutely. So, um, That's the best thing about this industry is making yeah. friends. And if there's a chair open at the bar, sit at the bar. It's the best experience, you know? So there you have it, folks. Robert Fry, 
Thanks again, my friend. Oh, we appreciate man. you having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are listening to listen to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, please, please, please subscribe. Leave us some comments. We'd love to know what you think about the show, how we can improve it, how we should not change anything. We want to hear from you. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you know some friends that would be interested in the show, let them know about it. We have some really great guests on the show, and I love to hear their stories, and I hope that you would share them as well. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. We'll be uh, we'll be airing, well, not airing, but we'll be recording at Misfit Beer Works. That'll be the next guest. That's going to be a lot of fun out there in Cyprus. And, yeah, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.